Do you ever wonder how your favorite country artist got to where they are today? We had no fear whatsoever. In fact, we we probably made a lot of mistakes. People go, what are they doing? They're not ready for this. But we were so hungry to be out there in front of people that we probably should have spent a little more time honing our craft <laughs> before we just dove in. Did success come easy or was it a long, hard road? I wasn't sure I was going to make it at all, but I just kept like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. What advice would they give to a young artist? The greatest advice Elvis ever gave me. If you ever forget where you came from, you're never going to get where you want to go. Meet our co-hosts, Candy O'Terry and J.C. Don Valeris. They sat down with icons in the music industry, and you've got a front row seat. Welcome to Country Music Success Stories. We're back at the Glen Campbell Museum in Nashville to showcase another emerging artist. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. And I'm JC Don Valeris. Brenly Brown has been singing and playing her guitar since she was about six years old. She liked the applause so much, she took her pink cowgirl hat off and threw it out into the audience. She's been pursuing a career as a singer-songwriter ever since. Her audience got a whole lot bigger, though, when she competed on season 12 of The Voice. Coach Blake Shelton said... You were born to do this. And after interviewing her and hearing her sing, well, we absolutely agree. Faith is at the center of her story, and it guides her every single day. I believe that when you have a dream and a calling is put on your life, no matter what you have to endure in pursuing it, God will give you the strength to do it. Recorded live from the iconic Rhinestone stage, here's our interview and a performance by Brenly Brown. You are about to meet and get to know a singer, songwriter, guitarist who has been performing on stages large and small since she was a very little girl. You might recognize her from her time on The Voice. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Brenly Brown. We have so many things that we want to talk to you about. So many things. You were on season number 12 of The Voice. Yes. Turning two chairs with your version of Keith Urban's Stupid Boy. Yes. Take us back to that moment when you turned the two chairs. Oh, I don't remember. It was kind of a blur, but I... Out-of-body experience. Out-of-body experience. And I was 14 at the time, too, so I was just shaking in my boots, literally shaking in my boots, but grateful to be there and have that opportunity for sure. You were originally on Team Blake, but you were stolen by Gwen. Tell us about that. Yes. Stolen by Gwen Stefani. I actually just went to Ulta, the makeup store the other day, and bought Gwen Stefani's new eyeshadow palette, which I love. But yes, that was quite the experience. I was on Team Blake for the first part of the show right before the live shows and then was stolen by Miss Gwen. And this was the first year that they became official. And so it was quite funny. They always called me their little child throughout the whole show. <laughs> or your which, good, their good luck charm, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe. It was very cool to work with both. Growing up, listened to a lot of country music, Blake being one of them. So to be on his team was quite the experience. And then to be on Gwen and just such a fashion icon as well, just to get that side from a girl too. It was really, really cool. So I'm thankful to have been able to work with, with both of them. Whenever we sit down with an artist, we always like to ask a little bit about where you come from, what your childhood was like. We know you're a yeah. California girl. Tell I us am. a little bit about your childhood. Yeah, yeah, I'm a California girl, a California native, Southern California. I grew up in Apple Valley, California. I feel like a couple people out there are, are from there tonight. Yeah, let's go. Moved to Huntington Beach about six years ago. 
finished high school there, I started doing a lot of voiceover work down in Los Angeles. So for, for DreamWorks and Disney and was down there a lot. So we made the move, my family and I, to Huntington Beach, lived there for a few years. And then I just moved to Nashville eight months ago. So... You've also sung the national anthem at so many events. One of the most difficult songs to sing, you sang it at the U.S. Open. Tell us about that. Oh, yes. That was very stressful. It's stressful to sing the anthem. It's an an honor, but it's stressful. But very young, I was around 10 years old, I had the opportunity to fly out to New York and sing the national anthem for the U.S. Open of tennis in front of 26,000 people. No pressure. pressure. Yeah. Jinx. (laughs) No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. (laughs) Again, shaking in my boots literally but it was such a blessing to be able to have that experience so young and I think honestly that's when I knew like okay this is what I want to do I want to sing for the rest of my life Speaking of being young, do you remember how old you were when you got your first guitar and who gave it to you I do I was 6 years old my parents gave me my first guitar it was a pink guitar and I remember playing it for the first time actually in my kindergarten talent show my kindergarten teacher heard me singing, Mrs. Murphy, I love you if you're out there. She heard me singing in the classroom so much, she said, you got to audition for the talent show. <laughs> so, and I did the talent show every single year after that. And I sang Mississippi Girl, and I had my pink cowgirl hat and pink boots, and I had my pink guitar. And at the end of the song, my parents, no one knew I was going to do this, but I took the hat off and I threw it out to the audience. <laughs> And Good for you. Every, and my parents, I think they looked at each other and they're like, who is this girl? Like, <laughs> what is happening? And again, just loved, loved putting a smile on, on people's faces I, from a young age. That music has such a powerful tool to bring joy. And so I, from a young age, I just felt thankful to be able to bring that and, and give that through the gift of music. We were talking about that in the green room before you came out here and just how important it is to be able to perform and give back in that way. And you said that's something you really are passionate about and love yes. to talk about. Yes. I'm thankful for how healing music has been in my life. Through every high and low of my life, through every hard time, through every good time, there are soundtracks for our lives. And I am thankful for just the ability to write what I'm going through, you know, and pour it out on a page and put it to a melody. And I just believe that God created music to heal. And in my life, it's brought me so much healing. So if I can give that through my music, you know, that's my goal, my hope. Speaking of songwriting, we had the opportunity to interview Lori McKenna recently, and she told us that her songs were bad kid poetry when she just started out. <laughs> I love that. What about you? What about some of the first songs you wrote? Oh, yeah, they were rough. Yeah, they, they were not good at all. I started writing, you know, young, probably around 10 or, 10 or 11 or 12-ish, and yeah, they're about butterflies and, and uh, flowers and <laughs> random things that a 10-year-old loves and my horses. But yeah, they've slowly <laughs> transitioned. Hopefully they've gotten better. You guys can tell me today. Hopefully <laughs> they've gotten better than butterflies and, and wildflowers. <laughs> well, during quarantine, you started performing on the balcony of your family's home in Huntington Beach, California. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, I had gotten to a point in the quarantine where I I just missed singing live and and playing live so much. And my neighborhood in Huntington Beach, we all were a pretty close community out there. And we would all come out on Friday nights and just kind of hang out and barbecue, you know, safe distance and all the things. (laughs) But I was like, hey, I'm just going to bring my amp up, up here. My mom was like, yeah, you should just play some music from the balcony. And I started doing that every Friday night. And you guys, 500 people. In, in about two months, started showing up in front of my house 
sitting on the grass, dancing in the streets. And I am so thankful because not only did it allow me to do what I love in a time where, you know, I was told I couldn't most likely, it allowed a lot of reprieve. And again, just back to music being so healing, it just brought people joy to be able to hear some live music. And I mean, we played everything from Waylon Jennings to Waymaker to Fleetwood Mac. I mean, every kind of genre of music. And it was just a blessing to experience and, and be a small part of. You had mentioned when we first got talking that your parents moved to Huntington Beach to get you closer to Los Angeles because you started doing voice work. And so we want to talk just a little bit about your voice acting career. Check it out, everybody. You're the voice on the Emmy Award winning children's series, Sophia the First. You are Layla on the Netflix series, Dragon Rescue Riders. Come on, give us a a line or two from these characters. (laughs) I insist. This will be Layla's voice. She's a 12-year-old, very adventurous young girl. Let's see. I am so excited that you guys are all here today. I'm so excited to be able to sing on the famous Rhinestone stage. And I can go higher if you want, but it gets a little little too high. So we're going to keep it down here for today. That is it's very awesome. fun. It's the very talent fun. explodes on the rhinestone <laughs> stage. That's what happens. CMA Fest, Brenly, is such an experience for sure. You have been appearing here for many, many years. What do you love most about this celebration between music fans and artists? To have the opportunity to be able to play today and, and on any stage in the past, I'm just incredibly grateful and so cool to, to see the fans all coming out and hearing the music and hearing the stories and just it, grateful to be a small part of it. And you just moved here recently yeah. from California to Nashville. Yeah. Do you know your way around yet? What's your favorite <laughs> part about Nashville? You know, thankfully I had been coming out here for the last few years for music. So I somewhat knew kind of where I was going, even though the city is growing every single day and people are moving from California every single day. But I had a, you know, a good sense of, of the city and the town. And, you know, I live more north on a, a lot of acres and, and I love that. And just being able to kind of have some space and, and then also be able to come, you you know, into town and write and and perform. But I think my favorite part, honestly, about finally being here and moving here is one, it's, I mean, it's been a dream of mine since I was a little girl to move to Nashville. So to be here finally, I thank the Lord for that. And to be here and be able to just pour into my music and, um, you know, give it all I got, you know, so I'm I'm thankful to, to just be in this time in my life and have my parents support my family support means the world. So. And here you are at the Glen Campbell Museum on the rhinestone stage. Goals, right? Yes, goals, yes. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read a quote that Blake Shelton said about you. You are doing what you were born to do. But this is not an easy road, right? So how do you stay focused and motivated towards succeeding? I believe that when you have a dream and, and a calling is put on your life, no matter what you have to endure in pursuing it, God will give you the strength to do it. And I found that to be true in my journey because there have been really hard moments and really hard things. And it goes back to your dream and your love. And it's like nothing can really keep you from doing it. And there's been so many times in, in my life in this you know, music journey because I started so young that I've asked that question, okay, how much longer am I going to do this? And how much more can I give? But every time I think about walking away, something in me tells me to keep going. So I'm listening to that voice and just, you know, keep pursuing and and keep going. So I'd encourage you guys, if you have a dream or calling, doesn't matter what your age is, doesn't matter where you came from, to do it.
you know, just do it. Because that's, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm just going to do it for better lack of a of, uh, word, I guess. Just give it all you got. But I really believe that, you know, when, when you have that dream, that calling is put on your life, nothing will stop you. Well, you've mentioned your faith a couple of times. Yeah. What role has your faith played in keeping you positive and keeping you going strong? There's nothing that compares to it. It is the driving force of my life and and always will be. And I, I thank God for that, that I found him, that he found me, because he gives me the strength to endure any challenge in my life. And I have a, a hope and a joy and a peace that only can come from him. My faith, my family, my music, <laughs> those are the three things. In that order, right? We all need a person who believes in us. Yeah. That one person. I like to say they're the objective third party. They always tell you the truth. Yes. And they always believe in you. Yeah. Who has that person been for you? My mother. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, let's give her a round of applause. She's here today. Where's your mom? Uh, she's right here in the corner, right here ah! on the left. The beautiful lady with the long blonde hair. Hello, yeah, mom. Yeah, next to her is my little brother, Branson, there. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Mom, you did good. My mom went through a, a difficult health journey when I was young, and through it all, I watched her be incredibly tough. She is the strongest person I know, and she has just instilled in me, again, I mean, going back to never giving up and just pursuing your dreams. She has just always encouraged me and been my champion from the beginning, and I don't know if I would be here or be in Nashville or, or have any of the journey that I've had without her support. So I thank the Lord for her. So great, right? The audience was full of Brenly's supportive family, but there were also plenty of new fans, and she won them all over with what you're about to hear. Take a listen. Thank you so much. We're going to do one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. Um, this is Dreams. Now that you go again, you say you want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? It's only Say when they will come in. 
song of mine and I released this I was able to, to share a little bit about balcony sessions um, and, and playing on the rooftop of my house um, and this was a song oh that my my hope and my prayer for it is that it would just reach people and, and bring them hope in any any situation and it would just meet them where they were at and um, I'm so 
thankful for the timing of this song because little did I know it would have been released only a, a month prior to the quarantine. Um, and so it was able to do just that, bring hope. And, and so I'm thankful for that. And I'm, I'm thankful that it's continued to do that. Um, so this is a song called One More Hallelujah. Just 
for my beautiful friend Kristen Ball on acoustic and harmonies. Thank you for being here, my friend.
to do this song, um, but it's, it's a, one that I wrote recently. I just finished it, and um, it's a more personal song to me, but I have some family in the audience, and, and I would love them to hear it, <laughs> and I'd love you all to hear it as well, um, but I, um, I had uh, my, my cousin Janelle, um, a beautiful soul. She was my, my best friend and um, a sister, and um, we also wrote a lot of songs together. And she passed away um, to addiction about two and a half years ago. And for about two and a half years, I, I, I would go back and I would listen to the songs that we had written together. Again, music just being so healing um, in my life. And I would listen to them, but there was a song that we never got to finish before she passed. And I was just thinking about... Um, just the hope of heaven that I'm so blessed to be able to have in my life and that I will see her again and be able to finish writing that song together. And so this is a song that I wrote for her called When I Get to Heaven. This is Janelle's song. When you're young, you don't worry about the time You tell yourself you got the rest of your whole life Sometimes God has a different plan And sometimes it's hard to understand that Me and you, the day we started our last song We didn't write too much Cause we laughed all day long Is it selfish for me to say That you left this world too soon Cause I don't know how to finish it Without you in the room And I know you say Your scars are washed away But I'm still left with the world Take this pain, pour it on a page till the whole world remembers your sweet name. When I get to heaven, first thing I'm gonna do is finish writing that song with you. Cried and asked God a thousand times, and you know 
So much. Well, this is just such a such an honor to, to be able to play this stage um, tonight during CMI Fest. Thank you so much for listening to my stories and through music. Um, thank you also for the, the lovely ladies, the hosts. Give it a round of applause for these hosts. Please stand up. Yes. Thank you too. Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. This is a thank you for having me tonight. This is one of my favorite country songs and we're we're at CMA Fest so we get a little country around here. Um, this is my, my favorite Waylon Waylon songs. This is Good Hearted Woman. A long time forgot the dreams that just fell by the way. The good life he promised what she's living today She never complains about the bad times or the bad things he's done 
She just talks about the good times they've had and all the good times to come. Yeah, she's a good-hearted woman in love with a good-timing man. She loves him in spite of his wicked ways. She don't understand. Teardrops and letters They'll pass through this world Hand in hand Yeah, she's a good-hearted woman Looking a good time in She likes the bright lights And the nightlife And good times and friends We picked up the tempo a little bit for you when the party's on love, she'll welcome him back home again. Oh, no, she don't understand it, but she does the best that she can. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a good-hearted woman, living a good time. And there she is, Brenly Brown, another uber-talented emerging artist right here in Nashville. Follow Brenly on social at Brenly Brown. There they are, Candy O'Terry and J.C. Dawn Valeris, two award-winning interviewers who are respected and trusted right here in Nashville. Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button right now and tell your friends about the show. Follow them at Country Music Success Stories and on TikTok at Candy and J.C. 